It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, leadership elections have been held inside the Congress, uh, in, inside the caucus, excuse me, of the uh, GOP. Uh, we know that the House has done theirs. Uh, the Senate is still having their lunch. So let me just put that in perspective. Uh, they are still in their lunch. It is 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, they are still uh, in that lunch caucus meeting for the Senate. Uh, so what does all of this mean? And what does it really do in terms of the trajectory of where things go in the House and in the Senate? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. So let's just set the table just a little bit in terms of what's going on with these leadership elections. Uh, the Democrats are uh, not having theirs until, uh, I think, late next week. Uh, so we'll continue to keep our eyes on what is going on there. But let's start with the Republicans in the House. Uh, they have had their election, and uh, the current House Minority Leader, Kevin McCarthy, was nominated by his fellow Republicans to be Speaker in the next Congress. Uh, so that's uh, a significant thing on one hand, and... It's not the end of the story on the other. That's why we go past the headlines and have to think again a little bit. Uh, So the vote uh, in the Republican uh, House caucus uh, was 188 votes for Kevin McCarthy and 31 votes uh, for Andy Biggs, representative from Arizona. Now, why does that matter? Uh, You could say Kevin McCarthy won. Yes, he did. But one of the important things in the House to recognize is that someone does not become the Speaker of the House until the full House votes. So that means Republicans and Democrats will go to the floor of the House once the new Congress is sworn in in January. And you have to get to 218, uh, which means that Leader McCarthy does not become the Speaker of the House just because he won an election inside the Republican caucus. Uh, He has to get 218 votes. Uh, in order to do that. So that's what we're going to continue to watch. So one of the interesting things with this uh, nomination of Representative Biggs from Arizona and him getting 31 votes, that's not a small number. Uh, you might remember we talked to Kevin Kosar about this a little bit last week and how many of the new members of Congress uh, often kind of come into these votes and just do what they're told uh, but the uh, the Freedom Caucus uh, group, which represents those 31 votes uh, that Andy Biggs received, are telling these new members of Congress, hey, this is your moment of leverage. You better use it wisely. And the House Freedom Caucus has told new members, these are your moments for leverage. If you're willing to stand up and fight, this is the, you know, this is the moment to do it. Because otherwise, once leadership's picked, once the rules are cast, the next two years are out of your hands, largely. 
Uh, and uh, Kevin's absolutely right. Once these votes are cast, uh, it it is the die is cast in terms of how things are going to play out. Who's going to be in charge? Who's going to set the legislative agenda? Who's going to really be the driving force in all of that? So those are all really crucial things, and that is why that is why the leaders of both parties like to do this really fast after the election. Uh, they do that for a reason. Uh, we talked with our friend James Walner from R Street Institute. Uh, talking about why these leadership elections have to happen so quickly, uh, why they happen so quickly. Here's what he said. Well, for your listeners, it also relates to the leadership elections. Everything happens in Congress for a reason at a certain time. These leadership elections are right after the election. The new members don't even know who they want to vote for, all of this stuff. But that's by design. Whatever happens, it's going to happen at the last minute when they don't have a lot of time left. And that is precisely because they want to get a certain outcome. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. They want a certain outcome, and a certain outcome is for the status quo to prevail. Those in power want to remain in power. And so they tell the new members, the freshmen incoming, that you just need to do as you're told and uh, we'll take care of you in your re-election uh, because your first re-election is your hardest. And uh, you need our help. You need our fundraising. You need our support. You need a good committee assignment. So get in line uh, and let's move along. Now, really interesting uh, in the uh, Senate side, uh, also having uh, very similar things. Again, they are still in their caucus lunch. Uh, they've been going at it for almost four hours now. And uh, important to recognize, uh, James Walner pointed this out for us, that there has not been a challenger to successfully beat a an, a sitting leader in the U.S. Senate uh, for maybe forever. It's much more radical in the Senate for someone to challenge McConnell or Schumer than it is for like someone to propose some major legislation, for instance. And maybe that's the problem and why the Senate <laughs> operates how it does. I don't see any challengers to Schumer emerging. Uh, McConnell, uh, I, we see Rick Scott. He's out there. He's, he's kind of hinting at a challenge. Mm -hmm. But at this stage, McConnell has lined up all of the votes. That can change. It can always change. But he's lined up all the votes. And it would be very difficult for anyone to to beat McConnell or um, Schumer. No sitting leader of either party has ever been defeated by a challenger in the United States Senate. So that's an interesting thing to, to look at. And here, here's where I want to break it down for us. So again, today we're, we're talking about the Republicans. The Democrats are not going to have their leadership elections uh, until uh, next late next week, I believe they're going to do that. And the reason that these things matter is because this really is the determining factor in terms of how the next two years are going to play out. Uh, who is who is in charge? Obviously, on the Democratic side, there's a lot of those young guns uh, that are tired of the old guard, would like to see a little shakeup there. You also have 
the progressive caucus uh, that has not endorsed uh, either current Speaker Nancy Pelosi or Steny Hoyer or Jim Clyburn. They're all in their 80s. Uh, and uh, again, many of those younger, more progressive uh, folks on the left uh, are saying, hey, let's have a different kind of election. Uh, on the right, Again, it looks like uh, Leader McCarthy uh, has that path at least cleared. Now he's going to have to clear some hurdles with those 31 members of the House Republican caucus who did not vote for him today because they're going to want to extract some promises, some commitments uh, as part of their willingness to go to the floor of the House and help uh, Mr. McCarthy get to 218 votes come January. Now, on the Senate side, as I mentioned, they uh, they had their caucus lunch uh, began at noon Eastern time. It is now four, almost 4.15 Eastern time, and they're still in lunch. doesn't mean they're eating, uh, but there's been a lot of speechifying going on. And we have confirmed that Senator Rick Scott from Florida uh, is going to challenge uh, Mitch McConnell to be the minority leader. Again, that uh, hasn't really happened in a while. Uh, a lot of those have been done by acclamation of the group uh, over the last couple of uh, sessions of Congress. And so that's going to be interesting. Now, here's the thing that I have learned in this election cycle, that what voters really wanted was for someone to tell them what their vision was. Before I vote for you, it'd be great to know what your vision is, where you're going. And what you propose to do if you're elected to leadership. And that's a pretty common question from voters, you and me. And so the thing that I find really troubling for both Republicans and Democrats is that when it comes to selecting their own leaders, they don't seem interested in having that conversation. I think it would be absolutely essential if you want Mitch McConnell to be the leader of the Republicans in the Senate, Mitch McConnell should lay out a vision of what he's for, what he's committed to do, and how he's going to do that. And Rick Scott now should have the same opportunity to lay that out. Here's a vision. Here's the strategy. Here's what I think we can get done. And the Democrats should turn around and do the same. But instead, what we get is just politics, pure power politics, money committee assignments, leverage. And so if our leaders can't even choose their leaders by getting to principle and policy, uh, that doesn't give us a lot of hope for the rest of us uh, as we elect them. And so I'm one of those who believes it would be far better for both parties to push their leadership elections back. Let's let the dust settle from the election. Let's make sure everybody who's in Congress is actually in Congress, that the races have been called, uh, that they can at least figure out how to navigate their way from their office to the Capitol, uh, and that they can actually listen to those running for leadership office within those parties uh, can make their case. But I don't think cases are being made. It's being played on pure politics, and that's what we got to get past. So we'll continue to watch what the Republicans do today. This Again, the Senate is still in their lunch. We'll see who emerges from that. We'll watch the Democrats next week as they select their party leadership in both the House and the Senate. And we'll continue to watch all of that because it impacts you and me in terms of what policies get brought to the floor of the House and the Senate for the next two years. Think again. 
with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.